Good morning, Judith. Good morning, Sonia. Welcome to the Coach's Cup. I am Sonia Green from Sonia Green Coaching. And I'm Judith Fender. I'm one of the amazing coaches with the Nobius Weight Loss Program. Here we are two days after Valentine's Day, bringing you a podcast on love. Ah, oh, amore. <laughs> <laughs> so truth, truth be told, we had planned a podcast on rest, which we will bring you next week. Mm-hmm. But okay. Judith said, hey, it's Valentine's Day. Let's talk about love. And so here we are. Yeah. And full disclosure, we both, we independently studied. And so I think we're going to have a good conversation today about love of self and relationships. Yeah. And all in 30 minutes or less. 30 minutes or less. Zip it up. Love, (laughs) Love of partner. Yeah, we can do that in 30 minutes. All right. Well, let's start with your ever-present definition. Definition. We, we did not go to the Googles for this definition. Nope. We consulted the Bible, <laughs> the emotional Bible by Brene Brown, Atlas of the Heart. Dr. Brene uh, Brown. Dr. Brene Brown, excuse me. I, I just uh, like to give her that credit. I don't think she's often given that credit. You know, that's a good point because I, when I think of her, because I feel, I feel like she's my friend. Oh, she's Absolutely. Like, and so I, the thought of like, when I put doctor in front of it, somehow that puts a layer of impersonal, uh, like oh, no. unapp- unapproachable. Yeah. Well, see, like, and for me, it just puts a layer of respect of respect because so often women, even though we have worked hard to earn PhDs, people raise their eyebrows at us. If we correct them and say, we are doctor, mm. they, they're like, well, who do you think you are? Well, Brene Brown, somebody who has worked hard <laughs> and yeah. done a lot of very serious, well-respected research. So that's why I call her Dr. Brown. Dr. Brown. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I call her Brene because I feel like she's my friend yeah. and it's approachable and I, I'm not dismissing her work at all. No, at no, all I know. Because I, I love her. Yes. Um, because uh, there I go throwing that word love around. I love her. <laughs> Because she has been vulnerable with you. I'm, I'm jumping to the end. No. That's why we love her because yes. she has been very open to share things that we don't like to talk about. She has brought that into the mainstream conversation. So yeah, absolutely. And, and always keeping things in such a way that is so, um, I want to say consumable, but maybe it's just approachable. Like yes. her, everything about her yes. is just the willingness to say her words and it resonates with me. So yeah, here we go. Love ladies and gentlemen, love, love is not something we give or get. It is something that we nurture and grow a connection that can be cultivated between two people only when it exists within each one of them. We can love others only as much as we love ourselves. Did I emphasize those words? Did we hear others? And self and connection, vulnerability. Yeah, I I think that's the key. We can only love other people as much as we love ourselves. And we want to, the idea of having that connection with other people, it's a need within us, right? Right. We talk about that all the time. We have to be connected to the tribe. That is one of those hierarchical needs that we have. But if we're not connected, if we're not a whole being, Mm -hmm. 
then we can't have a healthy connection to another person. Yeah. I, it, when we were pre-gaming talking about, you know, what is, what is a whole person, yeah. right. And, and that search for being that whole person in a relationship, the work that it requires of the self and owning the moments and how it just really pinpoints down into moments and how we show up and what we're thinking and our willingness to, to be whole in front of another. Yeah. I'm going to give a personal example that's come up recently, (laughs) but I want to talk about three components of love that several different theorists talk about it and then, and then kind of connect into this story. So there are three components to this concept of love that we talk about. There's intimacy, passion and commitment and intimacy is that willingness to share or be vulnerable right mm-hmm. that is that is not a that is not a textbook definition that's the sonia definition do you have anything to add to that i would i would add that it is what did you say the connection with another well Showing- the willingness to be to be vulnerable to share yourself with another right Right. The very things you don't share with others necessarily. Yes. And that requires that vulnerability, that openness. She says it can be shared with other people only when you have it within yourself. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it takes, I think going back to self-trust, it takes a lot of trust in who you are as a person Mm -hmm. before you can share your yourself, your weaknesses with somebody else. Right. And, and maybe that's just me because that's, I've always been one who I've had a lot of armor up and I haven't felt the ability to share my weaknesses. I thought my weaknesses would keep people from loving me Mm. for most of my life. Yeah. Most of my life. I would say that's, that's, that's the case. I do love how you call it a thought. I yes. thought. <laughs> yeah, no, it absolutely is. It, it's, it's a very, it's a thought. I think that caused people a lot of, a lot of problems when it comes to love, we want people to love us. So we create this persona that seems perfect, mm-hmm. but underneath, underneath that armor, we have built up that perfect persona is just a pile of weaknesses that we hate and we think makes us unlovable. Mm. And I spent a lot of my life in that space. Mm. Unwholeness is what I hear thinking that you're not yes. whole. Yes. Thinking I am unworthy. Yeah. yeah. All of it. All of it. Big burning mess. So <laughs> my husband and I, uh, we've been together 12 years this month, actually. And I will say that our whole relationship, you know, in the beginning of our, of our relationship, I was still in the early stages of working on me. So I brought some of that in Mm -hmm. definitely, but that is the thing that has made my willingness to work on myself, my willingness to be vulnerable and to trust the relationship has made all of the difference in the world in, in my part of the relationship. And so practicing vulnerability has been a commitment I have made to myself and to my marriage. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's this, that's a very long build up to the story I'm getting ready to tell. 
as you know, if you listen to this podcast, I'm retiring in May. I have worked my entire adult life and even, you know, my first job, we could start as early as 13 with babysitting, but my first public job was at 15. So I've always worked. I've always made my own money. I've always paid my way. That's the way I see it. And, you know, done my part of the work in a marriage. And so in thinking about retiring in May, yes, I'm going to be coaching, but I've always had like a steady paycheck and, you know, insurance and benefits and all of those things. And starting this year, really this semester, especially as I'm winding down, I'm starting to see a lot of fears pop up that I have about leaving my job and leaving a steady income. And so it's been an interesting place to play around in my brain because I have had all the thoughts. And one of the thoughts that I've had <laughs> was that he's not going to love me when I leave my job, when I'm no longer holding up my part of the financial commitment in our family. Mm-hmm. Now, I recognize that as a thought, but I gave it space. You know, even though what I wanted to do was laugh and go, that's ridiculous and just kind of tuck it away. I knew that if that thought was there, I needed to dig into it and, and not resist it, mm-hmm. but feel it, be vulnerable with it. And actually shared it with him because I had, I had been, I'd been a little snippy with him on a few occasions. <laughs> Mm-hmm. when he didn't deserve it. And it all went back to that fear of me feeling like not bringing in my part of the contribution mm. to the family financially was going to affect our relationship. I was afraid it was going to affect our relationship. And so, you know, I told him, I said, listen, I said, I know I've been, I've snapped at you a few times. And, and I said, this is why this is what I'm feeling. And he started laughing and he said, you think the only way you contribute is with your money. (laughs) And I was like, and that's why I love you. But that is something as minor as that may seem to, to some people who are really good at it. That was a vulnerability that I would never have shared probably even, I don't know, 10 or 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's very new to me. And it absolutely increases once I can show him all of those, what I think are the ugly parts, the weak parts of me, and he still accepts me. Let's talk about building, strengthening a bond. Mm. So many good takeaways from there and how you practiced, how you showed up and allowed the space and the, the honesty that you had with yourself, talking to yourself and talking to him and being willing to, and express that and how thinking that it was a weakness, in fact, was such a strength because through that process strengthened the bond. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And that's what, that's what I want to hit home because we have this idea that we can't show our weaknesses, but real love, whether it's self-love, loving yourself or loving somebody else is being able to show those weaknesses. 
or, you know, I, I, the coach in me, when I, when I hear you even say the word weakness, it's perception yes, of what you yes, think yes. is a weakness. I'm yes, like, it's not absolutely, a weakness. Absolutely. It's, humanness. it's showing up with your, with your humanness, with the qualities yes. that, you know, the lifetime of stories that your brain has told. Yes. And you're showing up and opening up about the stories and both with yourself and with another. Yeah. And knowing that he, he's your person and he's like, and that's why I love you. (laughs) Like, it's so good because it was just your story. You had a big story built around change, right? And what's the brain's brain's going to want to go there. Yeah. Big story. Things are changing. Oh my God. He's not going to love you. You don't, you're not getting insurance. not he only wants you for the insurance exactly exactly my insurance and my paycheck that's it other than that I'm worthless but you know it has been really interesting to me to watch my brain through Mm -hmm. this process I wasn't expecting this right and I have had some stories Mm -hmm. Mm because it turns out I am human Right. And that wholeness of being a human is acknowledging that the, all the emotions, all the thoughts, they're all normal and they're all welcome. Yeah. And they're only a problem when you let them stay in your brain and you don't examine them and you don't allow that space them under the rug. Right. I'm going to ignore this. Maybe it'll go away. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. And even if you like allowing that, when we try to cognitively coach ourselves Mm -hmm. and not feel the feeling, I think we touched on that last week on unproductive thought work about not feeling the feeling that has just been just such a huge awareness for me. This is neither here nor there on self-love or love, but well, I guess it is because that's loving ourselves, like loving that, that human experience and holding that space. Yes. For my, my human brain in my human moments, how we each have that opportunity to practice that. Yeah. If you're, if you're holding it for yourself, if you're loving yourself enough to hold that space and to sit with those feelings, then you can offer that to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can truly offer it to somebody else, if you're, if you aren't practicing it to some, I mean, it doesn't mean you have to be an expert, but you have to be practice practicing it within yourself. Right. Yeah. And my brain, I just going to tell you, just went down the tracks of how is that different than empathy? How is it different than compassion? Love must be all the things, right. That like that it's all the things in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's what I have. I have a feelings wheel on my wall that I can look up at when I'm coaching, because as I've told people before, I feelings are also a new thing to me. I was one of those people thought you had three. You could be sad, glad, glad. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a feelings wheel and love is one of the primary feelings, but the four feelings that come out from that are affection adoration, connection, and care. Mm. And so then in that moment, though, when you were talking about showing up with love, what I heard was empathy, compassion, you know, holding that space for another. Yeah. If you're loving. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. You have to, 
That's the verbness maybe of love is yes. The verbness, because that a word? I love that. <laughs> I love that because we we were talking when we were pre-gaming about researchers actually argue about whether or not love is an emotion. Mm-hmm. So and, and this, this goes all like throws in the face of the model and what we're learning about feelings. And so we have to hold some space for this is where I'm. Well, but I don't know that it does. I mean, the feeling... <laughs> There are so many feelings I have written down on my page where I've been affection, adoration, trust, respect. All of those are feelings that come from a thought about love, right? Right. And that's whether it's love of self or love of another person. But there's, but just so that I'm clear, what does the research say that they're denying whether it's an emotion? Because I have that it, that it's a description of an emotional feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could. I mean, it could be that it could be an action. That's the verbness that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, How when we show up, what we yes. do because yes. we love another. Yes. Because he loves you. He says words like, and that's why I love you. That's mm-hmm. what he do. His verbness. That's right. That's his <laughs> verbness. You know, and it can be, we, we take care of somebody. Mm-hmm. It's a decision yeah. because yeah. we love. This is how we choose to show up. Yeah, they have, and I am not well-versed in this. So please forgive me if I screw this up, but I know I've coached clients who, who talk a lot about love languages Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that I think there are five of them. Mm -hmm. And those are all verbness love as a verb, right? Mm -hmm. You know, in the way that I don't remember what all five are, but like words of affirmation acts of, yeah, they're all love as a verb I haven't read how we show uh, love we need to do that book that's a good one because I would like to read that again what is it the five love languages oh that's okay that's the name of the book, <laughs> I didn't know it was a book. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes it is I didn't Surprise. realize it was a book. I just... have, it's like there's a spinoff of them too like of nurses of five love languages of children you know huh. there's really interesting um, mm-hmm. interesting yeah but I, I I like that. I like how you describe that. I think, but it, it is also a thought. Mm-hmm. It's a noun. Uh-huh. Yeah. That thought would be the noun. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about that a little bit earlier when we were pre-gaming. I wanted you to, to talk about this, especially if it's with a partner with whom you have a commitment, with whom you have a relationship. It's all about the thoughts you tell yourself about that person. Your love for them has to do with the, your own self-talk, right? Right. I think where we talking about when we are kind of holding space for where they're at in their life. Yes. Maybe, maybe that was it. And going with kind of how we, what we make it mean mm-hmm. that we could choose to like for instance, if our partner is, you know, making choices or we feel we could feel either they're unavailable to us mm-hmm. or we could choose to, and, and if we're thinking they're unavailable, then creating resentment Yes. versus self-coaching ourselves and taking accountability and responsibility for seeing and taking care of ourselves first. Yeah. Versus, you know, and just acknowledging that this is not a, this is not a period in our life. I'm still committed. Mm-hmm. It's not a period. And this is where I just choose to figure this out and 
I still love and I still care yeah, for. Yeah. Yeah. Because you see where you see problems coming in is when yourself, when your talk, the self, the story, yeah, the story that you tell yourself, you allow it to change. Well, she's not meeting my needs or he's not yes. meeting my needs. Yes. And that is not going to produce intimacy. It's not going to produce right. vulnerability. That's going to build that wall I was talking about. Right. Right. And it also, it requires some perspective on, you know, meeting my own needs first Yes, and showing up for myself and keeping that space clean because it was, it is a decision. Yes. And then from love. Yeah. Self-love has to come first. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And if, if you're working on you and you are a hundred percent sure that you can provide yourself yeah. with everything you need, yeah, then, and it could have been, you know, it requires some depth of looking. What am I looking for externally uh-huh. from this person? And how can I internally find this for myself? Because if this person, for whatever reason is not available, Mm-hmm. for whatever circumstances may be going on in their life, but it requires that perception, that internal work to manage yourself. Yeah. You see this, let's say your partner is working on a degree mm-hmm. or they have a, a family member, a parent or somebody who's ill and they can't attend to your needs in that moment. Right. I've seen so many people just have this knee jerk reaction. Well, they're not taking care of me. They're choosing something else over me. That's more important. That degree is more important than me. Mm -hmm. That's, that's something that's a lack in me that I'm expecting my partner to fill. Exactly. Exactly. And guess what? I can fill that myself. Mm -hmm. In fact, it takes work. Yeah, it Mm -hmm. does take work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's, that's codependency, right? We did talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> that word alone can, um, yeah. When you're externally looking for someone else to, to validate you. Yes. This is hilarious. But I, sometimes when I'm traveling, I will listen to my Sirius XM instead of, you know, the radio because I'm out of range. And so I always listen to the eighties station, the eighties on eight. I know all the words to all the songs, I know. <laughs> but you know what I figured out the other night I was driving and I don't remember what song, but a couple of different times I've been like flashed back to the early eighties on that station. And I thought, no wonder I had the screwed up definition of love <laughs> in my head that I had because some of those songs are just awful when it comes to the definition of love and how the other person is expected to be meeting your needs. And, you know, that is not, that's never going to be a good working definition of love. Right. And, and it all, what I hear even in that is, you know, so many of my clients, all of my clients on are on a weight loss journey and it, 
just taps into what we're learning and what we're hearing, what we're exposed to and how we, our brain creates stories and how we think we're supposed to look a certain way and how we're, this person supposed to do this for me, mm. all of that external, but it's how we live, right? I mean, we live, we live in a tribe of people in the world, Yes, but yes. so little of what we're exposed to is putting us on this inward examination looking yes. inward and that because that's hard that's the right work. it is and it it go and that and it that and it can go on forever too that's what I would think I was trying to explain to you in pre-gaming like it just comes down to like this little pinpoint of a moment yeah. when we yeah. are present with ourselves when we really are in the moment that the perfection of being a human of love of all the things are in that moment of just I'm gonna say it light and love Yes. And it's not often that we can all be at that place mm-hmm. comes and goes, but you know it when you're there. Yes. You know it when you're there, when you're deeply connected with yourself and another Yes, and loving and owning. Yes. And- you're open on all levels. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, a, yeah. it's, it's a beautiful thing. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. I don't know if we can say much more about it. Is there I know. more you want to say than that? I think the thing that struck me most is like how casually we do toss around the word love. Mm-hmm. I think I would encourage all of our listeners to consider what you love and consider how you use the word love. And is it a verb or using it as a noun yeah. and see what else, what is, what else is going on? If mm-hmm. Well, I, I just, I am very quick to tell people that I love them. Mm, mm-hmm. And if I, in fact, I say it to you, I know you we hang up. <laughs> love you. <laughs> and, and I mean it, mm-hmm. you know, I, I tell students that mm-hmm. I tell friends that I tell the people in my family that, and I always mean it mm-hmm. because in my mind, if somebody is, precious enough to be in your path if you have the honor of having them in your path and you are connected to them mm-hmm. that's love mm-hmm. and I always want the people that I'm connected with to know how important they are to me I um you know because so much of my world right now is is working with clients is in that space of being a coach it is for me and mm-hmm. I I think most coaches roll this way and maybe some don't, I don't know, but it is about that connection, that acceptance and that love showing up with my heart open Mm -hmm. and willingness to be on their journey. Yes. Help guide them to the whole space. Yes. It's that vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's it's so interesting because I see more clients than I do family right now in my life yeah yeah (laughs) yeah good thing if if there is if there is love in the world that there can't be too much love you know there's never going to be too much of it it's never going to if it is open and vulnerable and honest then Mm -hmm. there is there's no downside to that And it's growth. Yes. I want to be sure that we include that because when I think of coaching, I think of it's growth. Yeah. I can help this client grow from this experience. Yeah. 
direct them towards growth versus the loathing. Oh, absolutely. Moving them out of their own self-loathing into self-love. That's the whole journey right there. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you're looking for the path, if you are on the journey and you feel like you need some direction, you need a guide on the path. Mm. I think either of us would love to be your guide. Love. You, yes. <laughs> we would love to be your guide. That's that's it's verbing there, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So you can find me at soniagreencoaching.com or on Instagram at Sonia, S-O-N-Y-A underscore green coaching. And you can find me through the NoBS weight loss program. I would love to coach you. And on the Instagram, just Judy, J-U-S-T-J-U-D-I-E. That's it. All right. And we've still got that one mug rattling oh. around. <laughs> We do. So if you want to say that first, (laughs) I meant to say it first. Honestly, I did mean to say it first today. And then we were talking about love and I got totally distracted, but (laughs) if you will share uh, something about our podcast, an episode, you can share this episode. If you want to share some love and tag us on Instagram or in Facebook, wherever, as long as you tag us, we will send you that mug. Mm, sweet all right we'll see you next week when we'll be talking about rest so good (laughs) bye-bye bye Bye, y'all